welcome to The Karen Kenny Show. I'm a certified spiritual mentor, hypnotist, writer, integrative change worker, and life coach. I always say, this whole being human thing is kind of like an ongoing problem. So on this show, I tell everyday stories interwoven with spiritual principles, practical tools, and plenty of humor to help us transform from pain to peace, from wound to wisdom, from your story to your glory, and ultimately from fear back to love. Hey, welcome to the Karen Kinnick Show. I'm wicked excited to be here with you. So thank you so much for showing up, for spending a little time together. <laughs> okay, so last episode, I was like, I'm going to make this second wicked short. And I didn't, I don't think. I think it went on for a little bit. But this one is actually kind of, it's a little bit of a silly episode, but it's important. And I mean silly by its title. And I'm going to explain exactly what quote unquote wanting cookies is. Because <laughs> I'm sure, I don't even know, look it, I don't really play the podcasting game where I try to be wicked strategic about my SEO and what I title things. I just like to talk about like what's on my heart, what's on my mind, what makes me laugh, what lights me up, what I find helpful. You know, I like to tell stories. I like to help spread love. I like to end a little suffering. I love to weave in some spiritual principles. That's the heartbeat of this show. If you're new to the show, if you've never been here before, I'm Karen Kenny. Hi. <laughs> and I am a spiritual mentor. I am a hypnotist, I'm a writer, I'm a storyteller, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a life coach. I help people with IBS. I've been, I'm a gateless writing instructor. I've done Thai yoga massage, like a lot of the stuff, the somatic stuff, the body stuff, um, writing and creativity, uh, irritable bowel stuff, subconscious reprogramming, hypnosis, mindset, like all that stuff that helps us navigate better this being human experience. That's kind of what I'm into. So welcome and thank you for being here. Okay, so I'm calling this sucker wanting cookies or we could even call it needing cookies. And what I mean by that is, let me explain first of all, cookies. First of all, I love cookies, uh, especially vegan crunchy chocolate chip cookies, like all day long, love them. But that's not the kind of cookies I'm talking about here. So this is a little joke that I have with one of my friends, KT, my best friend. And she and I always joke about how when we see, uh, and it could be within ourselves, it could be ourselves. It's not like we're just looking at other people and judging them. It could be within ourselves. It could be within people we know or just out in society at large. If we see somebody who is desperately seeking external validation, <laughs> we'll say, oh yeah, wanting cookies. They want a cookie. They need a cookie. They want a cookie, right? It's like that little pat on the head. Like you're a good girl. You're a good boy. You're a good person. Like you want the cookies, right? So it kind of became a little joke between us. And why it's so helpful mostly is it's a reminder to myself when I find myself quote unquote wanting cookies that I have somehow lost my center a little bit. And we'll dive into that in a moment. Again, like I said, I want to try to keep this one kind of short and to the point. But it's made me think of two other people. One is a fictional character named Bosch, Hieronymus Harry Bosch, who if you are a Michael Conley fan, if you are, a, he's an author, he's a writer, if, you know, famous. 
if you if you follow his work, then you know who Harry Bosch is. And um, if you watch the TV show Bosch, then you know who I'm talking about. And there's something about Bosch. He's a Los Angeles detective, used to be in the special forces. He's got all these tattoos. He's always tan. He's hardcore. He's very direct. He doesn't smile that often, right? <laughs> but he's got a code. And note to self, I'm going to do a whole podcast about having a code. Um, I've been thinking about this for years now. So Erron, if you're listening, write that second down for me, because sometimes I forget. But I do. I want to do one on having a code. But Harry is a guy with a code. But one of his codes, right, not necessarily outspoken, but you can see it in the way that he behaves is Harry's not a big fan of giving cookies. Harry is not a big fan of even sometimes saying thank you. His attitude is now he's never I don't think he's ever once so far in the books. Maybe he has. I haven't read the whole series, and I, but I've watched a lot of the episodes. He's the kind of guy who you do your job. He's not going to congratulate you for doing your job. Now, if you do a really good job, if you go like above and beyond, he might say to you like, hey, good job. It's not that he doesn't acknowledge it, but he's the kind of guy who's not going to give you a thank you. He's not going to give you a cookie and a pat on the head for doing your job. He's like, you do it because it's your damn job, right? You just do it because it's your damn job, right? That's kind of like Harry. So Harry's not big about like seeking external validation. And he's definitely not into rewarding external validation. And this is something that I think that we see, like, you know, remember that desperately seeking Susan? Have you ever heard that phrase before, right? So this is like desperately seeking cookies. This is what I think so much of social media has created in us. But before we go there, let's kind of back up to where this, I think, begins. So when we're little kids, and again, hashtag not a therapist, but this is just what I've kind of put together um, from watching my own behavior growing up, watching my behavior um, shift over the years. And also, um, hello, I'm in the business of people, right? And helping people and watching people and behaviors and choices and all that shit. So I think when we're little kids, it's really natural, right? Every person here has either done or heard, mummy, 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 mum, mum, mother, 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 mommy, mom, look, 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 look at me, look at me, Marco Polo, look at me, right? Always wanting external eyes to focus on them and to tell them, good job, good boy, good girl, good whatever, right? It's like a good, like whatever you're creating, like you did a good job, you created a nice painting, you ran really fast, right? A little pat on the head, do a little pat on the head right now, right? We were always like that as little kids. We were seeking, desperately seeking cookies, desperately seeking that sweet, sweet, like nectar, that sweet treat of being told that we're loved, that we're seen, that we're good. We love that. It was really normal and natural as kids. And also we were looking for those social cues to be told, yes, this behavior, good, that behavior, bad. This outcome, good. That outcome, bad. This word, good. This, you know, we were constantly being molded as children based on how our parents or society or our teachers or our coaches or our priests or our schools or whatever, how our siblings, our friends, how they were responding to us. And if we aren't careful as adults, right, we'll continue as we're growing up and maturing emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, 
as we're maturing, if we're not keeping an eye on the fact that in some ways we are desperately seeking cookies, we're still looking outside of ourselves to be told that we're good, to get the approval of other people, right? It can be really not soothing if we don't learn to start to be able to internally validate ourselves. And there's a lot of different reasons why. I think for myself, there were definitely some parts of me that got a little emotionally stunted as a child, right? When you have great trauma, uh, great tragedies, when there's abuse, when there's death, like in my case, right? My mother was murdered and so much of my life got blown like everything that was familiar, so I shouldn't say everything, but most of what was familiar, so much of my childhood was so difficult and hard. And I've even heard people say in 12-step communities that the age that a person is when they actively start to um, substance abuse or use or whatever, it's like a part of their psyche, a part of their personality um, can get frozen at that age if work is not done to kind of get it unstuck. So I think for a lot of people, this is why we see these people-pleasing tendencies, the Cirque du Soleil of the self to get what I would call um, the external validation, the cookies that we're seeking from other people. Like, just please give me all the cookies. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm loved. Tell me I'm da da da, da. Okay. So here's one of the things where I see it can go out of balance, right? These are the things to, to be on the lookout for. Um, if you're wondering, if you're listening to this and you're wondering like, shit, do I do that? Like, do, do I want all the cookies? <laughs> do I feel like I need cookies, right? I think it's really normal to say, yes. As humans, we're connected to other humans. Who doesn't wanna be told, hey, you did great. Hey, way to go, kid. Hey, like you put in the extra time. Like, I see you, I acknowledge you, you matter. Like, of course, I'm not talking about that. There's these healthy things that we get in relationships, the way that we support each other and cheerlead each other and congratulate each other, like all of that I think is can be healthy and normal. I'm talking about when it starts to turn into a shit show. I'm starting to like, I'm talking about like when it starts to become unhealthy, like wicked imbalanced or desperate or you can't self-regulate, you can't um, see your own self-worth and we're gonna get to that in a minute. So here's just some things to be on the lookout for. Number one, you're always seeking outside approval. If it can be anything from the way you talk, the way you dress, the things you do, how you spend your money, who you hang out with, like all this stuff. If you're constantly looking outside of yourself to see what other people's reactions are to you. Now, just think about this. Think about fucking social media. Think about all the apps where you can get a follower, a fan, a friend, a like, a share, a comment. These things have been created as little addiction machines to kind of whoop, light up the neural networks in your brain, to get those little releases of the biochemicals, get a little dopamine hit, right? A little rush of stuff. It's why people are constantly checking their phones. Like, oh, I did this post, how's it? It's why people want to quote unquote go viral. Talk about needing a lot of cookies or wanting a lot of cookies, right? So many people are creating content just to get that sense of I'm okay, I've been seen, I'm validated, I'm good. Look at me, look at how many people follow me, like me, love me, listen, my downloads, my shares, my whatever the fuck. It's all a racket, it's all a game. 
And if we keep looking outside of ourselves for approval, for that validation, we are going to be miserable, miserable, because not everybody is going to love you all the time. And if you insist on everybody liking you, I am telling you, you are not being true to who you really are because none of us are perfect all the time. We are clumsy. We are messy. We are, um, our choices can be messy, right? I always say we're not a hot mess, but sometimes our lives can look like they are. Um, so that's number one. Just be aware if you're always looking outside of yourself to see if they're looking. All, notice if you're always looking to see if others are looking. Do you know what I mean by that? Are they paying attention to me? Do they like me? Are they approving of me? Are they giving me a pat on the head? Are they liking my content? Are they liking me? Oh my God, even just saying all that makes me exhausted. Okay, number two, do you get insecure? Do you get a little weird upstairs in your own head, right? Do you feel um, inadequate or lost or whatever without others' approvals? Do you somehow feel like you don't exist if other people aren't telling you that you're good, that they appreciate you, that you're seen, right? This can feel like high insecurity when you feel really insecure and you're like, oh my God, I don't know if they like me and da, 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 and you're constantly worrying and you're constantly like adjusting your clothes and, and thinking and da, 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 like, right? Like you're hyper aware of how the rest of the world is responding and reacting to you rather than going about your business and you don't know how to navigate or live your life without the feedback from others. This can be a very dangerous thing if you don't trust this, trust yourself to navigate the waters of your own life. And if you're constantly worrying about what your mother's going to think and what your father's going to think and what your sister's going to say and what your friends are going to say and what your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner or your lover or whoever, right? If we're not able to stand on our own two feet and say, I am secure in knowing who I am, what I think, what I want. And that's an ongoing journey. I'm not saying we're not going to sometimes have moments of self-doubt or insecurity. Welcome to being human. But I'm talking, if you're constantly waiting to decide what your next step, your next decision, your next turn, your next choice, your next whatever, your next project should be based on what the market will tell you. And I get it. We are bombarded, especially as business people, especially as entrepreneurs. We are bombarded with particular ways of thinking. One of them, which is huge, is niche down, become the thing that 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 these people that like you can serve. We're not going to talk about that one right now. And they often will marketing. And again, uh, this is why I'm not a business coach. I don't like a lot of the advice that's giving. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for some people. It's just not the way that I operate. And just for example, right? People will say, go out, see what the market wants and create it. Go out, talk to people, see what they need, see what they want, and then you create that. I've never, ever, 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 ever operated that way. When I've tried to do it that way, because that was the advice, quote unquote advice I was being given by, quote unquote, a coach, um, I was fucking miserable. I felt like I was twisting and contorting what I call Cirque du Soleil myself into some version of what they thought I should be to make money. And I've always been like, no, I'm just, I just want to get paid for being myself and what I feel called to do and how I feel called to help. So this is what I do is some people will say, oh, they go out, they do some research. This is what the market wants. They create it, people buy it. Great. I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people or it's not successful. It's just not my way. 
So I'm kind of like the fuck around and find out person. I feel called to create something. I get the idea. The inspiration comes to me. I create it and fingers crossed, hopefully people will buy it. Now, look, I would probably, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to even say that. I don't even want to say that I would probably, I might be. There is a percentage of a chance that I might be um, more quote unquote successful in other people's eyes. I know that there are other entrepreneurs out there that kind of look at me and they're just like, and I know because I've heard, I've heard things get back to me, right? That they don't take me that seriously as an entrepreneur. I don't give a shit. I'm happy. I'm creating what I want to create. I'm living my life. I'm loving what I'm doing. So for me, success, like you got to define your own idea of what success is. And for me, it's being able to create what I feel called to create. And I feel like if I do that long enough and I do it well and I help people and I love people, then the money, right, the return, the return, of the ROI, as they like to say, the return on investment will be there. Okay. So I don't need other people's approval. Doesn't mean I don't bounce ideas off my best friends and my sweetie, right? I keep a very small circle of counsel right? That I'll say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Because sometimes they might see something in me that they're like, well, what about this? Or what about adding that? Like you do this thing too, right? But I don't go out to the market and then try to be what everybody else would have me be. Because I spent many, 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 many years um, being a, a hardcore people pleaser, Cirque de Soleil myself. And I will tell you that it is soul sucking, it is exhausting, and it is not fun. Okay. Number three to be looking out for. If you're constantly afraid of rejection or criticism for simply being yourself, if you think that you can't be yourself because you say things like this to yourself, well, if they really knew me, they wouldn't like me. If they really knew me, they would think I'm weird. If they really knew me, they would leave me. If we have an unresolved, uh, if we have some unresolved trauma, and we walk around with this idea of not being good enough, right? Not like we don't matter. I'm not good enough. Um, this fear of like me just being me will make you want to go away. Just these are the, the red flags. These are the things, the little beacons, the flashing things like danger Will Robinson, right? To be looking for, right? Seeking outside approval, feeling lost or insecure, inadequate if you don't have others' approval, and afraid of rejection or criticism for simply being yourself. Okay, number four, if you find yourself sacrificing yourself and abandoning yourself or your values, if you are constantly seeking other people's approval or acceptance in order to do that, you feel like that you have to sacrifice or abandon parts of yourself. If you have to go against your own values, if you have to act against your own values, your core values, or your integrity, this is a huge warning sign. Because what it tells me is you are going to sacrifice what makes you you, and you might do something that does not feel ethically or morally true for you or right for you. And you will abandon these parts of yourself out of shame, out of guilt, out of worry, out of fear. I'm not going to bring my whole and holy self to this, whatever this is, the relationship, the business, the um, collaboration, the project or whatever, because I already know that this part of me is not going to be accepted. Now, look, there are certain times, right? Like I have a potty mouth, right? <laughs> That's just a fact. It's a part of like who I am. 
But if I if I'm gonna come and meet your grandmother for the first time, your little old granny, I mean, unless she's from like Lawrence or Boston, she probably won't care then. But <laughs> but for a lot of people, right? You just don't swear in front of the elderly or children. And I can be mindful of it. There are certain times I'm not talking about like, you know, there are times when certain things are appropriate or inappropriate. I don't mean that. I'm talking about like your core values, right? Like I'm never gonna peddle a product that's not vegan. I don't care how much money it would make me. I am not going to say, hey, da-da-da-da-da, use this thing. Um, if I know it's going to harm animals in some way, not going to fucking do it, right? I don't care. Like one of the first things I said to my sweetie when we got together is if we're going to live together and you're not going to be vegan, you better buy your own pots and pans and you're going to cook for yourself, right? Because I'm not having dead murdered animals like i don't get your own fridge i don't know what we're going to do because i'm not i'm not opening things up and looking at dead you know murdered body parts of animals that i love in my house and so i mean he because he's an animal lover he had been thinking about it you know the incongruency and the hypocrisy of being an animal lover while he still ate them he went vegan on the spot speaks highly of his character and it wasn't because i was forcing him i was saying here are the options like you can, we're still going to move in together, but we're going to have to do something because I'm not going to compromise in certain areas for anybody, even if I love you. You know what I mean? There's just certain things we're not going to do. So um, I think if you're experiencing any of these, right, let's go back to this. If you find yourself constantly seeking cookies. Now, I've told this joke before, this story before. It's, it's kind of funny about how I used to play this game. And I still do it once in a while just because it's fun. I used to play this game with my sweetie where I would say, tell me three, tell me three reasons why you love me. Tell me three things you love about me or three reasons why you love me. And I used to think it was really funny and really sweet and just kind of like a goofy thing that I did. And then it occurred to me like, oh, there's a, a part of you that didn't get told enough when you were a little kid that you were good, that you were lovable, that you were worthy, that you were enough. And I saw this thing in myself and it told me that I had work to do. It's not that it's not still fun to do, right? Who doesn't love to hear from their sweetie, like something in particular that they love about you. But I also wanted to love myself enough that I didn't have to ask for it from somebody outside of me, that if I did get it, it was a bonus. And this just leads me to, I'm going to take a little, a little, burnt, a little pivot here, a little sidebar, if you will. Um, it, it's interesting, I think, about um, if you've heard of the five, like the love languages, the five love languages. And I always find it fascinating when I match the personalities of the people that I know who, and I'm, I'm one of these people, right? Where our, one of our love languages is words of affirmation. I have a highly suspicious feeling. Now, I've never tested this theory. Again, I'm not, not a hashtag not a therapist. But I do pay a lot of attention to human behavior. And I think that there's probably a common thread that runs between the people who, right, words of affirmation are their love language. I think that um, one of the strongest things that we need, if that's your love language, is your own love language to yourself. That muscle needs to get stronger. That way, if somebody else gives it to you, it's just icing on the cake. You're not incomplete without it. You don't need it and you don't have to go chasing all the cookies, right? I think we're always on some level, most people are going to want the cookie, right? Right. We're going to want to be told of our goodness and good job, all the stuff, right? But I think if we know it ourselves, meaning if we show up and we do our work 
and we show up on time and we keep our word and we act in integrity and we like ourselves. Liking yourself is like a holy act, man. That's like big work. Loving yourself and liking yourself is a big deal. And once you have that, once you have that, it creates a sense of safety and security within yourself where you will no longer compromise yourself for the approval of other people. And if you get external validation, it's like sprinkles on top. It's a cherry on the, on the top of the vegan cake. You know what I'm saying? But it's not like a nutrient that you're dying without because you're not getting it. So it also made me think about my friend, Walter Norton Jr., uh, some of you might already follow him. I had him on my podcast. Walter's one of the um, top strength and conditioning coaches uh, in the country. He's worked with Ben Affleck for like 10 films. He coached the Celtics and like the, he's been like, he's helped so Olympic athletes. He's like hardcore. And um, he, he, in the Institute of Performance and Fitness in, um, he's down in North Reading, I think in Massachusetts. I think it's North Reading, Reading or North Reading, um, IPF. And he's, he's fantastic. But he did this story not long ago that I thought was really funny. And he was talking about, you know, his wife, they just had their third baby. And his wife is a badass. His wife, Liz, uh, she's amazing. And she is um, the head coach. The, I think she's the head coach at Dartmouth um, women's hockey. And she just just went and did this amazing thing. Anyways, he had many years where he traveled. And now she's the one who's traveling for like her work and stuff like that. He was telling this story about how he had cleaned the house like she had been away and like he he cleaned the whole house and he was so excited for her to come home and see it. <laughs> it was really funny. And he's like, in 10 minutes goes by, like he went back to the gym and he's just waiting for that text message, right? He's just waiting for the message like, oh, the house looks great. You did so good. And he said he found himself like waiting and checking his phone and looking for it and waiting to be told. And he said, and I realized like, oh my God, I'm doing the thing that I always talk about with other people, right? And it just kind of made me laugh. And he said two things that I want to repeat to you. He says, number one, you do the thing. You do it because it's yours to do. You do it because it's yours to do. And then you do it because you want to. Not because somebody else is going to tell you how good you are, what a great job you did, or how special you are. That's really what the cookie is about is wanting to be special. And that is a trap of the ego like you cannot fucking believe. The ego will try to make you special by either superiority, I'm better than you, look at how special and good I am, or it will try to make you quote unquote special by, but you don't know how, how hard it's been, what a piece of shit I am, how many times I got it wrong, I blew it, or how hard my life was, right? It will try to make you special through superiority or shittiness and suffering. Neither one of them are a great way to go. Okay, so I would say this, I would add to Walter's do it because it's yours to do and do it because you want to. I would add another one that says, do it because it's right. Do it because it's right, it's real, and it's true to you, right? True to you because it's authentic. It's who you are. It's who am I being when they're not looking? Who is the person that I am and that I am choosing to be? Who am I even when others are not gazing upon me? with their gaze, their likes, their looks, their follows, their fans, all of that shit, right? Who am I being? You do it because it's yours to do. You do it because it's who you are. 
So I want to end with this. Okay. You might be saying, okay, well, KK, how do I stop feeling like I need all that external validation? Well, number one, and I'm not, I swear to, I always say, I'm not here to just always hawk my wares, but I do have a business, okay? A very powerful thing you can do. Of course, you can do your own self-work, and I will give you some clues to that in a minute, but also working with somebody like me, a spiritual mentor, a coach. Some people go to therapy, right? Some people work with a hypnotist. It's one of the cool things about my program, The Quest, is I combine the spiritual, the subconscious, right? Along with, so, and also the somatics, because I'm a yoga teacher, but you get all the tools that I have, right? Subconscious reprogramming, um, spirituality, um, the science, the brain science, hypnosis, all that stuff. It's so fantastic. Not saying, oh, I'm so fantastic, but I'm saying this combination of tools is so helpful in this kind of work. But here are the things, right? That you want to be able to start to build. Here are the internal muscles that you want to start to build. Self-appreciation, self-worth, self-love, self-respect, self-friendship, like really appreciating your own um, company. Like, are you a good friend to yourself? How do you talk about yourself to yourself? Are you friendly towards yourself? Self-compassion, right? And also self-esteem. And when we look up the word esteem, we're often told, you got low self-esteem, da, da, da. What esteem really means is respect and admiration, to regard highly. Respect and admiration, to regard highly. This is what it means to have self-esteem. Do you hold yourself in high regard? Do you admire the person that you are, the choices you're making, who and how you're being in the world? Do you respect yourself, your choices, your behaviors, your the words that come out of your mouth, the work that you're doing, right? This is how we heal it, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. This is an inside job. And again, I want to be wicked clear. I'm not saying that wanting an a girl, a good boy, a pat on the head, a cookie is bad, right? It is part of human nature. But if we find that we feel like we're in a deficit and we're highly insecure and we're constantly looking outside of ourselves and wanting that approval and wanting to be told that we're good. And if you're a fucking adult who is still living their life because this is what your mother or your father or whoever would want, we have to take a look at that. You've got to question that old conditioning right? I know people who are still making choices and doing things because their mom might be upset. And I'll often say to them, how old are you? And they'll be like 56. I'm like, we're still living based on, and I, I say it kindly, of course, but we're still living based on what your mom or your dad would want. They're not even alive anymore. They're dead. But this is how deep conditioning and habits and patterns get ingrained in us. Sometimes we're not, you know, not even aware that we're doing it. You know what I mean? So, this is the thing. Do it because it's yours to do. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because it's the right, real, and true thing, that it is authentically you, okay? So let's recap, okay? Um, when you find yourself looking for external cookies, how does it show up? Seeking outside approval, number one. Number two, feeling lost or insecure or inadequate when you don't get other people telling you you're good all the time, right? Three, you're afraid of rejection or criticism for being yourself. And what that tells me is 
if it will hold you back in your life, in your friendships, in your relationships, in your parenting, and in your business. If you're more concerned with being popular than being real, if you're more concerned with getting, um, you know, uh, if, you're, if you're more concerned with getting the approval of others, then you will start to slay yourself and you will in some way sell yourself short and sell yourself out. And that is not soothing. And number four is if you, and I'm sure there's more, I'm just trying to keep this brief. Again, another podcast, not brief. I apologize. I apparently have more to say than I think I do. But number four, if you sacrifice or abandon yourself for others' approval or acceptance, and if you sacrifice your values, if you sacrifice your integrity, that is a huge deal. And it's important that it gets self-corrected, which leads us to the selves right? Build your, these are the muscles you want to build internally. Self-appreciation, self-worth, self-love, um, self-esteem, self-friendship, uh, self-respect, okay? Respect, admiration, and regard highly for yourself. And when you're not living in alignment with your morals, with your values, what's true and right feels right for you, you will know. And how do you know? Because of how you feel, how you feel about yourself. So these are calls to action. These are calls to course correct. And um, this is part of the work that I do with people. So if this is interesting to you, you can always just go to my website, karenkenny.com slash work with me, and you will um, see the different ways that I work with people on this kind of stuff. So you guys, I hope that this was helpful in some ways, right? If you recognize yourself, first of all, don't beat yourself up for it. Recognize what, what's going on. Um, get curious about it. Don't show up in um, judgment, show up in curiosity. Uh, a lot of us did not get enough support or cheerleading or kindness or acknowledgement or tenderness as, as kids. You know, I know I certainly didn't. Um, and, it, you know, I had to pay the price for a long time of not holding myself in high regard um, on the inside. You know what I mean? Um, and now I've done a shit ton of work and I will continue to probably do work until the day I die. Um, because that's just who I am. And I want to show up as the love that I really am. And I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in fear of anybody else. And it's why I don't. Um, I always say, if everybody likes you, you're doing it wrong. Because what that tells me is you are Cirque du Soleil yourself into some version of trying to be palatable for everybody. And it that's just not, it's just kind of boring. And it's not possible. Some people aren't just going to like you because they just don't like you. And that's just how it is. What matters here, what matters here, dear listener, is that you like and love yourself. So I appreciate you. I I like you. I love you. I'm so happy you here. You're here. Thank you for spending time together with me. And wherever you go out in the world, um, you know, be yourself. Let people like you or not like you, but based on who you are. You know what I'm saying? I would rather somebody not like me for being myself than that mind fuck of thinking, oh, they only like me because I got them fooled. Who wants to do that? So not soothing. So you guys, wherever you go, may you be a blessing, right? Leave the people, leave the place, leave yourself, leave the animals and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may everybody else be better off because you were there. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really love spending some time together. Now, if you dig the show or know someone that could benefit from this episode, please share it with them and help me to spread the good word and the love. 
And if you want to be in the know about all of my upcoming shenanigans, head on over to karenkenny.com slash sign up and join my list. It'll be wicked fun to stay in touch. Bye.